Welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narelle King, wellness and organizational coach and yin and nidra yoga instructor. This podcast will help you create more time using organizational strategies so that you can start to simplify your life and prioritize your health. I'll be sharing conversations with other health and organizational experts and solo episodes with tips to help you simplify your life and prioritize your health. Hi, and welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narelle King, and in this Simply Happy Conversation, I'm talking with Brianna from Organically Grown Kinesiology. She's a kinesiologist that's passionate about guiding women to nourish the feminine and the roller coaster ride of emotions that comes with being an incredible woman in this masculine-driven world. Brianna shares what kinesiology is, how it can unlock stress and disease in your life, and she shares tips to help you connect back with your body and listen to what your body needs as a woman. This interview is a video recording that you can also watch on YouTube. Let's jump into this Simply Happy guest conversation. So today on Simply Happy Conversations, I have Brianna from Organically Grown Kinesiology with me. She's a kinesiologist, a mum, and she's really passionate about helping people with their health. So welcome, Brianna. Hi, Narelle. Thanks for having me. Oh, no, thank you thank for you. joining me. It's great to have you. It's so good to be able to share information about kinesiology with people out there who maybe have never even heard about it. Yeah, so maybe, sure, I'm excited. So maybe start then and tell us a little bit about what you love to do in your free time. In my free time. So when you have a toddler, <laughs> there's not much of that, right? <laughs> uh, so my free time would be... Well, paragliding is my favorite thing to do. So anything that gets me into the flow state. So I love to go paragliding at 13th Beach. So down on the surf coast, is, yeah, it's my favorite thing to do. It gets me out of my head, into my body. I can fly above my son and wave down to him on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> and that's always nice. And to not have him grabbing at my pants and <laughs> trying to come up for a cuddle. And, um, yeah, but that's a rarity with an 18-month-old. So, you know, the other things I would do would be even just to have five minutes while he's asleep to, you know, breathe or do a meditation or just allow myself to sit on the couch and relax and do nothing. You know, yeah. so sometimes <laughs> when you've got a little one, yeah, the, the um, self-care regime is a little less complicated. Definitely. So what about the paragliding? When did you get into that? Is that through your partner or? Um, yes. Yeah, so my husband's yeah. a skydiver yeah. and he introduced it to me probably about maybe five years ago. Mm-hmm. And I knew a couple of friends who were doing it as well. And so I went over to Bali and did a course there and loved it. Yeah. So we moved to the surf coast so we could just fly all the time. So it's <laughs> it's really fun. Oh, wow. It's so funny. My daughter actually just asked me the other day when we drove past, Mum, would you do that? And I was like, no way, that's not for me. She goes, I really want to do it. Apparently I have to be 16. So, yeah, Yeah. you're probably who we saw the other day when we were down at 13th Beach. Yeah, probably. Well, she can do a tandem, so that could be fun if you let her. Oh, yeah, I don't mind if she does it. I just don't, it's not for me. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's something about doing something that makes you scared. You know, it's really... And then you do it anyway. It's this beautiful uh, self-will and you know, mm. sense of achievement that I get out of it that, you know, it's, yeah, it's really nice. 
Yeah, amazing, amazing. Um, so then tell us about kinesiology and how you got into it or what, I've, you know, do you study and stuff to yeah start studying it in the first place? Yeah, great. Uh, so I did a diploma in kinesiology a few years ago. So I did that with the College of Complementary Medicine. So what we look at in kinesiology, it's a it's a mixed bag of healing modalities essentially. So you are using... Well, you're using the muscle monitoring or you're asking the client's body through through muscle monitoring, so checking their muscles and their nervous system, what it is that they need in order to get into balance. So our bodies always want to be in balance or in homeostasis. So when we have a disease, whether it be a physical ailment or a mental health concern or um, you know, even something that we're stewing on, there's always a, a, an underlying cause or something that's not right or imbalanced within our body. Mm-hmm. So what we're doing is we're, we're tuning into the body and we're asking what, what do you need to clear or what needs to be brought up in order for you to, you know, feel better and be at health. So we use a, a number of ways of, of doing what we call corrections or once we've brought something up to the surface, we'll correct it. So we use Chinese medicine. Uh, so we use acupressure or, um, you know, looking at the meridians and the emotions around the meridians as well. And we also use energetic medicine. So we're using crystals and oils and uh, energetic healing. And we also use some Western medicine principles as well. So we're looking at physical, you know, pains or, or where you're holding something within the body. So we may, you know, release someone's jaw if they're holding a lot of tension within that uh, on a physical level. So there's yeah, lots of things that we look at, which is nice because I've got a big toolbox to work with <laughs> when, yeah. we're, when we're looking at how to help someone. So maybe give us some examples. You can use me if you need to um, as, as like some of the ways that you might have released something and, you know, and what you used because there's so many different things that you've used, I know, in the past that my body's asked to be used. So, yeah, maybe give us an example for people to okay. understand. Okay. So, for instance, if you are, if someone is, a woman is, uh, having very heavy menstruation, so if their periods are really, really heavy, then in Chinese medicine we would be looking at the wood channel and the liver and the gallbladder. So you know, the liver works with the blood as well. So we'd be looking at that and then we'd be asking you if there's an emotion. So sometimes the emotions, especially for, for the wood meridian, would be like anger so you know, if we're holding anger within our body, then that can affect our, our periods or our menstruation as well. So then we'd be looking at how we can clear that. So I know people who have you know, constant anger or constant stress as well. So if they're very, very stressed, then your cortisol levels are very high, which affects your progesterone, which stops you from having that self-soothing feeling um, before you get your period and when you get your period in a, and makes it can make it heavy or not um, you know not ideal. So we sometimes it can even be simple as releasing the jaw as I mentioned before or looking at the ways that we can help you clear your hormones so that they're in, in a better balance. So looking at how we can support you. And you know, breathing techniques are a really good one too. So <laughs> as you know, breathing through the, the nose allows you to tune into your parasympathetic nervous system and your, you know, your rest and recovery and get out of that fight or flight. So as a client, we'd be we're talking about how we can get you out of fight or flight and, and balance your hormones better too. So 
um, lots of education, but then also, you know, working with breathing techniques. Mm. And that definitely yeah. helped me by looking at, because I was a mouth um, breather in particular at night. So I know just from working with you and then changing that, that's definitely made a difference to how I've woken up in the morning and just being more aware of it now when I'm falling asleep as well. Oh, good. Perfect. Yeah. So we yeah. were talking about uh, taping your mouth, which yes. for some yes. people, yeah. <laughs> and I love that you were so open to doing it and that you consistently tried it because it is definitely something where if you're a mouth breather, that it can make you can make you feel a little bit, you know, off put off putting at the start. So mm. I was really proud of you when you when you came back to me a month later and said, I've been doing it every night and it's working because it is something that you have to do consistently. So mm. yeah, I'm glad it worked for you. <laughs> Yeah, and then but sometimes I wake up and the tape's completely gone. So I've, and my mouth is obviously dry and wide open, and I've been really tired. So I find that that's on the nights that I'm really tired. That there's that no matter no no amount of tape is going to keep my mouth closed. <laughs> no, I know my husband tapes his mouth as well, and there's always bits of tape all over the doona and the sheets yeah. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, so it works well though. So what, yeah, what we're saying is, um, you know, for, for those listening, is that it, it by we shouldn't be breathing through our mouth. You know, that's that's for eating, and our what we should be breathing through is our nose. But over time, we have developed this habit of mouth breathing because it can be a structural problem, um, as well as a you know a physical and and you know an emotional thing. So if we're if we're stuck in our sympathetic or our fight or flight, then we tend to breathe through our mouth and have really short breaths. So we're constantly you know using that constantly in that sort of uh, nervous system response. But if we're breathing through our nose, then we're in that parasympathetic where it's a rest and recovery. So we're breathing as we should. We're using our nose to filter our toxins. We're getting a really healthy level of nitric oxide as well. So that helps with your blood pressure. And um, yeah, it's got a lot of health benefits, but it is something that we have as a race, we, you know, as humans, we've been doing over the last couple of hundred years. Our jaws have gotten smaller and our, our brains have gotten bigger, but we're uh, not using our, our nasal passages as we should. So, yeah. Oh, definitely wearing masks, I'm sure, isn't helping us either, is it? Because I know I breathe through my mouth a lot more when I'm wearing a mask as well. Yeah. Yeah, true. That can feel suffocating. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, so well, how did you get into kinesiology then and move away from dentistry? Um, so good question. I know it's, all, we, it's always nice to have, I feel like it's always nice to, we, we, you and I and Narelle were talking about this earlier on today, how it's always really nice when you have a career that you start off with and then you're able mm. to develop that into another career in the future. So through dentistry, I'm, the things that I really love about it is being able to connect with my patients and help people with, you know, dental anxiety and help children in the dental setting as well. As an oral health therapist, I really found that the, you know, I was I was able to really help my patients in that way and on an emotional level and not even just about their teeth, but you know, their whole body. <laughs> and I thought I really need to be able to study a healing modality where I can encompass general health and really work with people in, in, as a whole, as opposed to just looking at their mouth. Um, you know, I did feel limited with what I could really offer to people. So, yeah, kinesiology has allowed me to do that, which is really nice. And so how did you discover kinesiology yourself in the first place? So I went and saw a kinesiologist a few years ago and 
I felt a massive change. I felt a massive difference within myself. And I've always dabbled with with energy healing and and kinesiology and uh, this yeah this realm of of holistic health. And I really felt like kinesiology had it all. So mm. yeah, yeah. It's interesting how people yeah you either like it or you don't like it. It's um yeah. And so I'm I'm so grateful that I found it because it's made a big difference to both my business and my health as well. So tell us then, share some tips around how we can listen to our bodies and maybe also around our menstrual cycle like we were talking about before. Yeah. So listening to your body is one of the most important things that you can do. You know, we can get really stuck in the day-to-day grind where we're just, you know, running the kids around, driving around, doing things in our heads all the time. And sometimes you get to the end of the day and you're exhausted. And when you're not really connecting with your body or how you're feeling, then you can lose track of where you're at. Uh, I know personally, sometimes I, I jump in the car and I go, hold on a moment, have a breath. And I just take a big, deep breath through my nose into my belly and just feel into my body. And I say, how, how are you going, you know, body? How, how, are you, how are we feeling at the moment? And, you know, I, I feel into my body. So I ask myself, what, what are we feeling? Okay, so it's feeling a bit flighty. Okay, so where, where am I feeling that? And I'm maybe feeling that in my hands. So, you know, I'll connect in with my hands and, and see where that's going. So, and then I go, okay, so why are we feeling flighty? And I'll, you know, go down the path and, and really become the observer of my thoughts as well. Observing your thoughts is really important too. It allows you to practice uh, not being attached to things too. And, you know, sometimes if I'm feeling flighty, it might be because I am going to get my period soon and, you know, my I haven't been listening to my body and instead of resting, which is what I should be doing at that time of my cycle, I went and did a run or I <laughs> did something that you know, uh, was, was full high energy, which is what I should be doing when I'm ovulating. So, uh, you know, tuning into your body and really listening to where you are in your cycle is really important. When you want to, to plan things in life too, plan it around your cycle. So if you have a, you know, a big speaking opportunity, you, you want to do that when you're ovulating. That's when you're allowed to express yourself to your fullest. So, yeah, tuning into your body is super important, especially for us women. We are so wonderful and if you connect in with where you're at every week, you have the opportunity to learn something new. Even when you get your period, you're, it's, a, it's a chance to release what energy or what things you haven't released throughout the month. So it's, it's one of the most important things we can do. Yeah, and I don't know about you, but I don't remember learning any of that when I was a kid. And it's only <laughs> later in life that I've, you know, focused on it through even just business coaching and learning about your cycle and how to use that to your advantage. So, yeah, I think it's something that hopefully that message is getting out to the younger population more so than it used to anyway. I hope so. And, I mean, you know, tracking your cycle is good. Those apps are really, mm. really good. So, you know, if you're feeling an emotion, you can look at the app and see where you're where you're at in your cycle. You know, so if you're feeling a bit bit depressed or a bit down, you have a look at the app and you know that you know you're you're going to get your period soon. Or then you go, oh, okay, that's why I'm feeling like this. Mm. Or you know, I sh- probably shouldn't be making big decisions at the moment, and I should just take a step back and and nourish myself. But 
it is definitely a societal thing. It's um, you know, we're we're taught to be very masculine in society mm-hmm. and to go, 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 go. And the feminine is not always allowed to express itself. And um, so hopefully that is for younger children. You're right. Hopefully they they have parents like us who we can yeah. we can show them the way. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. Do, do you want to go through the cycle so that there's and share with us the different parts and what we should do during the different parts of it? Okay, sure. Um, so we have our lydium phase. So before we, after after we've had our period, we're, we're then going into ovulation. So it's about uh, 28 or 28 to 30 days after your period starts is when is, is the cycle. So that's also with the moon, which is really, really nice. Um, so you can see what the moon's doing too. So if it's a, if it's a full moon, that's when we're meant to ovulate again, it's not for everyone and everyone's cycle is not going to always be in tune like that. And when it's a new moon, that's when we, we get our periods. So in, I think it's in Ayurveda, they talk about that the full moon is like the fullness of the, of the ovaries and when they're, when they're ready to be released, which I think is just beautiful. So when we, um, I guess the biggest point is that I would like to talk about throughout the cycle is, is your hormones, is nourishing your hormones throughout those four weeks. So when, when we're ovulating, we, which is a couple of weeks after you, you start your period, you're, you, you really want to be doing things that are you know, energetic. You've got a lot of energy. You can express yourself fully. And spending time with your partner is really, really good as well at that time obviously it's like we're you know we're meant to mate right so our body mm. our mm. body is really is really pushing us to do that so where you know, make sure that you you really book in those high energy things at that time and balancing out your hormones is really important then too so the biggest thing that I see my clients do is the two weeks before they get their period or the, as soon after they ovulate that's when you want to be really focusing on increasing your progesterone so the progesterone is the self-soothing hormone and that self-soothing hormone gets eaten up by cortisol for women. So cortisol is a stress hormone and that's only meant to be released in short bursts. So it's only meant to be released when we're, you know, say running from a tiger out of the cave, but we tend to use it throughout the day a lot because we're in, in that sort of society, a lot of us. And so by having that cortisol eating up that progesterone, we're losing out on that self-soothing feeling. So that's when you can feel like you have PMS or feel a bit low before your period as well. So the ways to increase your progesterone would be to obviously lower stress. So taking, removing yourself from those stressful situations and trying to balance your schedule at that time after you've ovulated so that you're able to have more rest. And doing things that make you feel good too. So going out for lunches with your girlfriends, for walks, doing yoga nidra is always nice that time of the month as well. So doing those things that are nourishing within yourself and respecting your own boundaries as well. So if you don't feel up for doing something, then allowing yourself to say no is really important too and being okay with that as well. So, yeah, I think... You know, throughout the cycle, they would they would be the biggest points I'd like to talk about. Oh, that's great! I love that the you know saying no because I definitely didn't do that in my twenties and just was going with the flow and yeah didn't have any boundaries. So that I think that's a great point to take away for people is um, yeah listen to your energy and what you need and it's okay to say no and um, 
look after yourself, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's okay to look after you. Yeah. Um, I feel like especially as mums too, we, we're mm. constantly looking after everyone else. So it's okay to look after us. Mm. Uh, but also, yeah, but setting healthy boundaries or healthy expectations on what looking after you means. So maybe you get to go to the toilet by yourself for the first time <laughs> of the day or, you know, something like that. So. <laughs> uh, so you know it doesn't change even when they're older. They still will open the door and say, Mum, and it's like, guys, I'm on the toilet. <laughs> Can you just wait or shower? There's just like, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> They do feel a little bit, they'll, they'll look away, but they still have to come in. <laughs> oh, but we love them. You do, you do. <laughs> oh, it's been so great and lovely to hear a little bit about kinesiology and how it can help people with their health and looking also at their cycle and the energy around their cycle. So how can people connect with you um, or find you? Okay, so you can find me on social media on Instagram would be the best way. So at organically underscore grown underscore kin is my Instagram page. I also have a website as well. So organically grown kinesiology. If you if you Google that, you'll find my website and you can message me on there too. I'm taking a lot of online bookings at the moment as well. And we're moving up to Sunshine Coast soon, which will be lovely. And I'll start a clinic up there soon. So, yeah, please connect with me online or Instagram. And if anyone's got any questions about kinesiology and wants to know more as well, I'm more than willing to to, um, answer your questions. So, yeah, reach out. Oh, thank you so much for your time and all of your inspiration and information about kinesiology. Thank you so much, Narelle. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining me for today's Simply Happy Conversation. If you'd like to reduce your stress, improve your mood, and support your immune system, then join me for an introduction to yin and nidra yoga. Over five short 10-minute online lessons, you'll start to feel calmer and more rested. Head to simplyhappy.com.au in the resources section and start today. Mm